Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting Black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance, and I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Are you looking to sell or buy your home or looking for an investment property? Look no further. BlackWealthRenaissance.com offers a free realtor directory with realtors located across the country to help you meet your goals. Just go to BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. That's BlackWealthRenaissance.com and select Realtor Directory under Resources. Do you have bad credit and minimum capital and want to get started in real estate? Hi, we're, we're the, the Mobile, mobile Home Elite, Elite Investors. Investors. Our e-course solves all of those problems by giving you all the strategies and secrets to become a successful mobile home investor. Tune in at www.mobilehomeeliteinvestors.com. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. 
Welcome, everybody, to the Black Wolf Renaissance Podcast. It's your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wolf Renaissance, checking in with my co-host, fellas. How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up? How y'all doing, man? It's your boy, Jalen, checking in. What's good, what's good? It's your boy, Kelly, checking in. What up, what up, what up? It's Jerry, checking in with y'all. What's up? How y'all doing, man? man? We doing good, bro. How y'all doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good, man. You see, we living our best life. We back in the studio again, man. Yeah, man. I see that. Last week, we was all together. This week, we separated again, but we in the studio. We still working, man. Always working. Always getting it. I'm glad we talking about that, because we about to talk to somebody who always working and always getting it. We got a lady who's <laughs> doing major things in Philly in the real estate game. Yeah. She about to pop up on here and drop some real good gems on y'all. Yeah, none other than Miss <laughs> Michelle McAllister, aka Miss Landlord and Stiletto. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Yes, good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today with uh, you guys. We appreciate you for coming on and just everything that you're doing, especially on your platform and just in real estate and just educating people. Yeah. Most definitely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know when um. I think the way we connected, I want to say I reached out to you guys, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And I love your content. I was been following your page way before I even decided to start my own. So it's just amazing that we're able to collaborate and kind of have this conversation. It's, you know, I talk a lot about mindset on my page. And so it's like what you put in your mind, you can actually bring it to life because this is definitely something that I kind of saw happening. So it's very exciting. Oh, we definitely appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate and I think the way we connected, I think we had reposted one of your uh Yeah, the meme. Yeah, yeah it, was like, memes. it was uh it was around the time with FaceApp. Cause I remember I was like, ooh, this one they need to see <laughs> this exactly one. Because it was like they always talk about some face app. But uh Yes. I can't yes, remember. It was to a, see what so it was with a, exactly. So yes. that post originally came from an account uh that I'm really good friends with Wisdom to Grow. And so like we he always supports my account. I always support his account. And he puts the post up. I kind of do my own little remix on it because, you know, I just have a way with, you know, like using the Porsche from Real Housewives. Like, you know, you can kind of yeah. turn a meme into something a little bit more like for the culture. And so, yeah, you guys reposted it. And that was awesome. It just kind of like took off from there. Yeah, so we definitely appreciate you for reaching out, but also for the content that you post because yeah. it's definitely valuable. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Uh, no problem. Well, Michelle, before we get all into the social media game and all that, can we get back and, and go and just see, can we get you to introduce yourself to the following yeah. and just kind of tell people how you got your start in real estate? Absolutely. <clears throat> so, um Michelle McAllister uh, started Landlord and Stilettos. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but how I got started in real estate. Uh, so I went to Johnson C. Smith University, and when I graduated, I had a job back here in Philadelphia waiting for me, and it was a pretty awesome job. I was a pharmaceutical rep. I got hired straight out of school. And so, you know, I was a farmer rep, was making money, had a company car, expense account. It was like, okay, I need to get a fabulous apartment in the city, like go downtown. I was like smack dab in Center City. It was like this beautiful loft apartment. It was gorgeous. I think my rent at the time was like $1,200, $1,300. You know, it was, I could afford it. It wasn't like it was hurting me. And mm -hmm. so at the end of my lease, I was about to sign the lease again. And my mother said, you need to tally up, you know, how rich you made your landlord. And so I'm like, what do you mean? And so I tallied up 
all the rent that I paid for the year, it came up to like a little over 14000 And then I just kind of sat with that for a little bit. Now, prior to this, you know, it wasn't like I was completely ignorant on money management. Although, I, honestly, I didn't learn a lot in college mm -hmm. <clears throat> about finances and real estate. My father had always sort of planted the seeds in me about generating wealth. So when I was like 13, he gave me a copy of Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. He gave me a copy of The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, mm -hmm. He would give me books on the stock market and how to invest. And I was a teenager, so I would read these books and I, I, I understood it on a fundamental level, but like I didn't have the money to make it happen. So I think it hit me in that moment when I was 22. Uh, and my mother said, tally up all this money that you're giving, you know, to a landlord, you could be investing that in yourself. And it kind of just all came together for me. And I knew like, I needed to do something different with my life and not just like live this extravagant lifestyle just because, you know, you have a decent income. So it was in that moment, I didn't renew my lease. And I always say like, I stuck my tail between my legs, like a little sad puppy dog. And I went back home to live with my parents at the age of 22, which is tough. If you guys know you've been in college, on your own, by yourself, then you go out, you have an apartment, like you're free, then yeah. to go back, living in with my mom and dad. And it's not that they're strict, because they're not. I mean, they're definitely in your business. But <laughs> I was like, wow, I got to save, because that was the only way that I would be able to accelerate that process of getting my down payment. And so the good thing about being in sales, you know, like I know, it's like there's this movement on the internet, mainly Instagram, and it's also another reason why I started my account where it's like anti-job, where it's like, oh, the nine-to-five person is a sucker, or the nine-to-five person is a loser, and I just don't subscribe to that, right? I, I, my page is a very job-friendly page. Um, I believe people should do what they want to do, and your path will come to you when it's supposed to come to you, and I'm all about ownership and entrepreneurship and owning real estate. But I don't think that, um, I think we lose a lot of people when we start to have this conversation about like the working man is a sucker. And so if you come on my page, you won't really get a lot of that. Um, but I say all that to say, um, I, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to save money and stay with my parents until I get to where I need to get. But because I had a decent income and because I was in sales, which is always a great career to be in because you're not just, you know, limited by your base salary, you get a bonus. So I remember one quarter, I just like blew it out the water. And between what I had saved and that, I was able to move out in less than six months and buy my first property. And I was 23, I believe, by the time that had occurred. So that's when, for me, my journey of Thing. You know what? I want to do things a little bit differently. At the time, a coworker of mine um, had just purchased this beautiful brand new Jaguar, and um, he was renting. And he had this beautiful car, and he was like, "Why are you buying a house? Like, you got your whole life to do that. You're 23. Like, you should be out having fun, driving a nice car. Like, look at me." And then I remember the conversation five years later. He was trying to buy a house. The one that he was looking at was like overpriced. The market was like crazy. And he's like, I wish that I had bought a house and not bought this stupid car. Like, I want to get rid of it. So, you know, hindsight is always 2020. But at the end of the day, like, that's kind of what opened my eyes. I said, I would never give, I would never like pay a landlord again. Like, I'm either going to be the landlord or not.
If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom of Papa. At participating McDonald's. Mm. Mm. That's powerful. That's powerful, man. It's so much we could just dissect yeah, just I mean, in that little that yeah. little part, man. I, I do want to just do a quick shout out back to my boy Tosa because it it is like a little a gem in there. How you said after five years he recognized that the best lessons you learn are the ones over time. Yeah, and he has said that, and I was yeah. like, dang, that's so true. Like, and that's just another example of it right there. And you know what? It's like sometimes you got to get that stuff out of your system. It's nothing wrong with that. Like we got to stop beating up young people for making these poor decisions. Sometimes they got to get these poor decisions out of their systems. You need to know what it feels like to drive the hot car. Right. And then once you get that out of your system, it's like, you know what, this isn't all that great. It's okay. But you know, what's better is having like uh, ownership and having rental property and having an asset that can pay for that liability. Sometimes it takes you to get to the place where you make that mistake for you to, in order for you to realize, okay, this really isn't as hot as I thought it was going to be. You know, hopefully you wouldn't have, you know, messed up your money or your credit in doing so. That seems to be, you know, the path that a lot of people take. But for him, he had the money, he had the credit, he had the job, he had the lifestyle. I was like, I need the Jaguar to go with it. And yeah. then he realized this isn't even all that. Like, I'm wasting my money on this lease car. He had a company car. He didn't even need a car. Oh, yeah. I Okay, so look, I want to go back to how your financial literacy, like, awakening started at home. So I definitely commend your dad for the books yeah. that he gave you. Because yeah. teaching your children from a young age is so key. And that's one of the things that we really harp on and really kind of highlight. It's like you have to teach your kids. So even if they don't get it while growing up, once they do mature and become an adult, they'll look back, and like he said, on those lessons that they learned as they were young. Like you said, you understood it at a fundamental level. So you didn't apply it, but it was still there, and that seed manifested within you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even now, those same books, those, like, they take on new meaning now because now I'm an adult. I can, like, and I still read them. I still read Thinking Grow Rich. I still read The Richest Man in Babylon. One of my favorite books is The Alchemist. These are all books that my dad gave me, and he also is big on – you know, I used to think he was strange and now I get it. But like, imagine being 13 and he took me to the Transcendental Meditation Institute here in Philadelphia. He paid a lot of money for my sister and I to learn how to meditate at a very early age. And we used to laugh and joke about it. Like we'd be in a room together, like, like we're meditating. But you know what? It, it, when I started to take it seriously, like meditation changed my life. And so it's like, I'm trying to relearn all of the things that at 13, I took for granted. But my father had the foresight to say, one day, like, you're going to appreciate this. It's going to pay off for you. And so I have a daughter now. She's six. I don't want to overwhelm her with too much. Um, but I definitely am trying to instill in her at an early age entrepreneurship, you know, like even with uh, Landlord and Stilettos, she has like a little t-shirt line that's like part of hers and she takes pictures and she knows when she makes a sale. And so these are the things that I'm trying to instill in her like very early on, because even if you just plant the seed now, it might not 
you know, the person may not reap it immediately, it's going to happen, trust me. Because with my dad doing all the stuff that he did for me and my team, it like definitely, it definitely helped me when I got into my 20s. All the books that he recommended, and I have a book reel on my page of like just all the books that I've loved that have like changed my life over the years, so much so that I wrote my own book um, when I turned 30, because he just always kind of instilled in me, like, you can do anything you want. You don't ever let anybody tell you differently. So I kind of have that mindset. It's great that you wrote a book either. So or something to talk about. Yeah. Once again, I want to come in because you're definitely doing, you're doing the work. You're doing more than just talking you about so. Now, yeah, I try to be. So, do you ever have like any trouble with uh, when you when teaching your child how to, um, these different investments, uh, opportunities, or just the 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 basics of it? Do you ever find yourself in a, a frustrated situation with that? She's six, so I'm not. You know, I don't go too crazy with. You said to my child, right? Yes. My child. Yes. yes. Yeah, she is six years old, so I still want her to have fun. I want her to enjoy life. Like, we have time to talk about this stuff. What I do try to do is incorporate her into the things that I'm doing. So recently, like, I just had a vacancy at my property. I needed to go over there and take care of some stuff before my tenants moved in, and she was she wanted to come with me. So she'll help me clean up. She'll help me, like, wipe down the appliances. She understands that we have rental property. She knows that we own homes. She says it like we have houses, but it's definitely not something that I try to, you know, I don't want her to brag about it or talk about it. It's just she understands what mommy is doing and she definitely wants to help. And then, like I said, we have the t-shirt side of the business. So she loves to help out with that. So she, right now, I want it to be fun for her. I don't want it to be one of those situations where, you know, you drag your kids to work and they're like, oh, I don't want to be with you. I hate this. It's just, no, for her right now, it's fun. And I want to keep it that way. I love it. Jared, didn't you have a question too? Oh, no. Earlier, I was just going to say, I, I wanted to pick out of what you said that was really cool uh, with your parents. Your dad uh, just always instilling in you that you could do whatever you wanted to do. I feel like that's such a large part of what we as a community start uh, really need to start pushing uh, is that people can do whatever they want to do because until it's kind of weird, but it's like a switch in your head. It's like until you're kind of told that you can do all of these different things. For some reason, I, I feel like a lot of people feel like you can't. Like they think, you know, I, I can't own these type of things or I can't own these types of businesses or I can't start this. And then, you know, they see examples or they hear somebody that tells them like, yeah, you can. And then from there, they're like, oh, okay, well, that is possible. You know, I can figure out how to do that. I can be that type of owner to have that type of ownership. And I just feel like it's and cool. So, to have that. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why, if you notice on my page, it's like, I call it like half inspirational, half informational. So I give tons of content and tips about real estate, how to invest in real estate, you know, things that you should do, things that you shouldn't do. But then the other part of my page is all about mindset because it doesn't matter. You can have all the information and knowledge in the world, but if you don't have the proper mindset, 
to actually make all of your dreams come true, it's like it, it won't happen. And so I'm very big on mindset. I'm always trying to work on my own mindset. It's a never, it's like a never ending thing. You know, you never just get to the day when they're like, okay, my mindset is where it should be. Like it's always evolving and developing. So anybody that follows me knows that I may have, you know, five posts that are real estate content related and then 10 posts coming up strictly about mindset, positive affirmations, you know, um, how to develop the right attitude, how to develop an investor mindset. So I think that the two go hand in hand. And I love that, you know, our community is comfortable now talking about these things and it's not weird and taboo. Yeah. Glad you mentioned mindset. Can you go into like your mindset whenever you said you bought your first property at 23? I wanted to touch back on that. So that definitely, was, that definitely was going to be my next question. I want to go back to the first deal. Yeah. So you bought your okay. first property at 23, right? Yeah. Can you discuss your mindset and then the process of how maybe that went about? And I, yeah. Before get into mindset. Was that first deal like you were living in it or it was an investment property? Sure. So I purchased it with the intent of it being an investment property. So I moved into it and I fixed it up. And then I moved right out after like two and a half years. Well, no, it might have been a little bit longer than that, maybe like three years. But I knew that I w it was a four bedroom, three and a half bath house. It was beautiful. It was way too big. I'm, I was single and I had no business living in a home like that, but I knew that it would be a great rental property. And so my intent was to go in, kind of fix it up, live there, and then move out. And that was my strategy for the longest. I would go in, buy a house, live in it, move out. Go in, buy a house, live in it, move out. And I could move like that because I was single. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have a husband. All I had was good credit and a great job. And that's pretty much all you need, right? Like, you can you have freedom to do kind of whatever you want my address changed all the time for the longest um and so for this particular property my mindset i was nervous i'm not going to pretend like it wasn't a big deal at the time i think like this house it wasn't not that it's, this isn't inexpensive but i'll talk about numbers for this particular um example it was 114,000, and i thought at the time that was like so much money like oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna tell $114,000 in debt in my name. Like, <laughs> I was making such a big deal out of it when now it's like, I'm, that amount is not a big deal. Um, but what is interesting is that, you know, I had student loans at the time. And so I was more concerned about my student loan debt than I was like this mortgage debt, which now it's like, you know, I, I could care less. Um, but the long and short of it was I was nervous about it. And that amount did intimidate me because as a single person, I didn't have a, a husband to fall back on if something happened, right, with my employment or with the mortgage or any types of repairs that needed to be done. There was no fallback case or no plan B. It was me. And it's always been that way throughout my entire investment journey. And so that's why it's important on my page You'll see that when I give examples of like, oh, you know, Emily just purchased an investment property. It's Emily, a single mom of two, just purchased an investment property because women can do this. Single moms can do this. Like you don't have to be married with a husband to be able to invest in real estate. And that's something that I really want women to know and understand because a lot of women will look at me and they'll say, well, oh, are you single? And it's like, well, yeah. And oh, well, you don't have like a husband that's like, no, I don't like it. 
all hell breaks loose, it's on me. And so initially when I first bought that property, that was in the back of my head. I was very nervous about that all the time. And then eventually as I just started to do this more and more, what I tell women is like, you know, when you're single and you invest in property, not that a property could ever replace a man. That's not the example that I'm trying to say here. But what I'm saying is you're now building an additional income stream that could serve as that plan B that we're talking about, that fallback system, that uh, what would have maybe ordinarily been a person that you relied on, you now have a property that provides you with rental income that you can rely on. So I think it's important for women to know that doesn't matter what your marital status is, doesn't matter. Like you can do it if you want to do it. Uh, I'm so glad you touched on it. That's beautiful. Yeah, it is bars, <laughs> because that's something that I feel like we don't highlight enough. Not only just with our platform, but just in general as a community, is the fact that women can do these things by themselves. So I'm glad that you touch on that and that you provide that example to our sisters because they need that. You do not need a man to build additional streams of income. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have one, you know, to do that with, if you can do that with, and that's a blessing and, and it's a wonderful thing. But I think a lot of women, you know, I like to tell the story of when I, when I was going to buy my first house and my aunt said to me, you know, rest her peace. She said, I rest in peace. She said, you are never going to get a husband if you buy this house. Like, this is the worst decision you can possibly make. Do not buy this home. You will intimidate a man. A man will never want to marry a woman who owns a home before he does. A lot of people think this way, old school, right? And so I listened to her. I mean, I didn't take the advice, but there are women, I believe, sometimes who might hold themselves back for fear of not wanting to intimidate people or not wanting to put themselves in a position where it might, you know, be intimidating to a man. But my theory is that, you know, the right guy will love and appreciate um, these things about a woman. And if anything, you know, you're bringing something to the table. That's always a phenomenal thing. Uh, but it still can be a daunting <laughs> it still can be a daunting process, especially like now I have a daughter. And so, but it didn't stop me. Now it makes me just go harder for her because it's like, okay, I'm not going to be scared. Now I got, you know, before I was just doing it and I was going to be the cool aunt that left all this real estate behind for her nieces and nephews. Now I have, a, you know, a legacy to leave it behind for. I love it. That's Damn. crazy. I, I can't believe she, she told you that, that it would intimidate somebody. I, I've never heard anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, she was kind of old school. and You know how it is. She was, she was old yeah. school, and she just said, you're never going to find a man if you, if you do this, and so whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it just made me think, like, that's why I, I really like the example, as you said so much, too, because it's like that old school mentality. We talk about this every now and again. And like a lot of the old the old school mentality is imparted into our society and like our younger ways of thinking. And the fact that like you're willing to go get it on your own speaks volumes to me because like they they I feel like society trains women to have that kind of like that damsel in distress. Exactly I'm coming get, I'm waiting on somebody to come save me mentality. And that's that's not the mentality mm -hmm. that I have. You don't need nobody to come save you. You can save yourself. We speak we preach that all the time. Personal accountability, personal responsibility, you can save yourself. And we need women to know yeah. that too. You don't need that man to do that. So once again, but also, 
don't let a man come in and live up y'all if y'all is bossing up like this. Yeah. You better not be no sucker. That's all I'm saying. You better find, you a, you better find you a king. <laughs> a king that can help buy some property. And if it's credit a little bad, you know, we might need a teacher. <laughs> might have to work with him a little That's bit. Right. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just had to throw it in. Somebody needs it. Okay. So next thing I do want to get into it, landlord and stilettos, because I keep talking about the example you said. Can we go back and see how that started? Yeah, so <clears throat> this is just a good example of fear and how I kind of let fear consume me um, a couple years ago. So um, 10 years ago, I was on the path of, I'd written a book. I was doing a lot of speaking engagements. It was, was like an amazing journey. And but I was living like this dual life. So I had my nine to five. I was going to work every day in my pharmaceutical career. And then I had this other life where I was like investing in real estate. And I wrote this book and doing all these speaking engagements. And then I got in this big promotion at work. And it was no way I could do both. I just couldn't. I was burning the candle at both ends. I was like exhausted. And it was in that moment where I chose the corporate life. So I was like, well, you know, I had like my mom kind of in my ear, like, you know, you stick with a job and it's like a, a wonderful, lucrative opportunity. And it was something that I wanted and I had worked so hard for, but so was this other sort of side of my life that I was doing. But anyway, I decided to go down that path. And in my heart, I always had in the back of my head, just the love that I have of sharing information and um, helping people and just like my dream of, you know, writing and just kind of all this stuff that I had in my heart, I was able to do somewhat in my career, but I just struggle with not really having that creative outlet. So a couple years ago, I put on a seminar and it was called like, I think it was called like Champagne Real Estate. And it was for women who were interested in buying rental property in Philadelphia. And I put on this seminar and I went to the hotel and I got the conference room and ordered all the food and started selling tickets and it was like very well attended and I loved it I was like in my element doing my thing of teaching people about like generational wealth and buying real estate and it was in that moment that I had gotten the idea of doing landlord and stilettos which was going to be a blog and so life just kind of took over and I had I got the domain name and I started the website and I started the blog but I wasn't committed to it I don't know I just I wasn't committed to it and then lo and behold years later I literally said to myself you know what Michelle like you should just do it but do it in a way that is meaningful for you and like you're going to get the most out of it as well and at that moment like just sitting there writing long blog posts just wasn't it for me. I didn't have the time. Like I do, yeah, I see you shaking your head. Like I go to work every day. I have a daughter. I just was like, I don't have time to sit here and write. Like it takes me a long time to get those blog posts out. And then you're doing all that. And if you don't have the traffic that, that's going to your website, you kind of just writing for yourself, right? So um, at that time, I've been doing a lot of research and studying Instagram, and I was like, you know, maybe I could do an Instagram page. And again, like fear did come over me. It was like, you know, I can't describe it. Sometimes I'm like my own worst enemy, and I talk about this on my page. I'm very open about the struggles that I have with my own mindset. And I think for me, like, I'm actually afraid of success. Like, 
I'll be afraid of the things that I want to come true to actually come true. And so, you know, when I started this page, I was like, well, it probably won't, you know, it'll do okay. Even if I get like, you know, a hundred followers, I'll be happy with that. And then like, lo and behold, it just starts kind of taking off, which is an amazing thing. But it's what I, I put my heart and soul into this page and I'm building a community and everybody in this community helps each other. Like, you know, you go on some pages, I'll go unnamed, they'll go unnamed and like you read the comments and it's like people arguing at each yeah, other man. and saying like disrespectful stuff and it's like my community is so not like that. Like I give you an example of what my community is like. I did a post one day on if you want to invest in real estate, should you have your real estate license? And so, you know, my opinion is, no, you don't need a real estate license if you want to invest in real estate. But people have varying opinions on it. And one of the girls in the comments said, listen, um, if there are any New York people on this page, like I'm studying for my license in New York, I'll give you all of the resources. I'll give you like everything that I've used. I can email it to you. Yeah. Like, I, And people were like, here's my email address. Here's my email address. She's just yeah. sharing. Like that's the type of community that we have over there on my page. And I make sure to monitor like people that the trolls that try to come on. Like I'll yes. lock and delete in a heartbeat because that's not the type of environment that I want to create. I love it. For the culture. For the culture. It, that's some this be major because like a lot of people often talk to us and they want to ask us about things for Instagram and how to build like a following. And I think that's the the way the way you meant you just talked about your following. It's a community. That's really what yeah. you're trying to foster. Like you don't want just a bunch of people following your page. You, yeah. It's that community feel that you foster. And it takes what you say, you put your heart into it. Because you see similar things on BWR. We put our hearts into this. We want to create an environment mm -hmm. where people can come and exchange information and share and mm -hmm. help each other grow. And because you put the work in, you see the benefits, you see the work. Like a lot of times when it comes to social media, a lot of people, they just want to, they just want to post pictures and get followers so they can make money at the end mm -hmm. of the day. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. Mm -hmm. This is about creating communities and actively seeing change in people's lives, in lives based off just social media. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. And the other thing, and I'm sure you guys get this a lot too, but it'll make my day just to get a DM from somebody that said, listen, you know, I, I read your last post, like it changed my life. Or, you know, people will tag me at the settlement table and do like hashtag landlord and stilettos. And they'll say like, thank you, Michelle, like all the times that you put out, I've made it. Like I'm here. Like that is priceless to me. You know, I don't even have to make a dollar. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes, like, that's how I feel, too. Like you say, we do get those type of DMs, and we're just, I'm just like, crazy. man, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, the type of effect on you, like, we're so, like, happy that we could do that for you. Yeah, I know. Because like there's, it, there's somebody like last week. There's like, yeah, since I've been following y'all, I got my credit fixed. Oh, I'm about yeah. to purchase a house. I was like, really? And I was just like yeah. so happy for them. And it was just so such a great feeling that we can help you get onto that step in in your life. So it's just like, damn, we we're getting to see the change that we wanted. I don't care if it's one person at a time. Right. And the, exactly. And that's why I tell people, because, you know, first of all, like, uh, what's y'all at, like 100 and 
You know, I tell people, and I'm I'm at 15, right? And so there'll there are people that follow me, and they might be at like 25 or 30. And this is the example that I say to them. I said, when I had 48 followers in my mind, I'll picture if I had an event, and if 48, 50 people showed up, that's a good event, right? Like yeah. I would say that's a success. We get so hung up on this little number that we see up there on our profile when we forget that that number is people. Those are people. So give that 48 people your all. It will grow when you do that. And so if you go back to the beginning of my page, I post the same fire content that I'm posting now at 15K that I'll be posting at 150K. So like don't hold back in terms of your content and your emotions and your stories you have to tell because that's how you're going to grow. Treat those 50 people like they're standing in front of you, you know, talking to you at a, a live speaking event. What are y'all thoughts on that? I definitely I, agree. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's, I actually feel like that's the best way. I was trying to explain that to some people. I feel like that's the best way to grow as far as social media goes, because it's the same thing as when you have a business and it's uh, customer relationship management. If you, if I'm treating you out of the 100 and however many thousand or, or even the 10 people, if I'm treating you like you're the only person in the room, then you're going to appreciate what I'm doing for you that much more. You know, so when, when we had, that's, that's one thing that, you know, we, we really harp on to, like interacting with your follower, with your community, you know, talk to them. If you have the information to try to help somebody comment, you know, if you have, uh, you know, infographics, anything that you think that might help somebody either posted it or, or, I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, posted or send it to them, you know, however or whatever you need to do when you're trying to actually help somebody. But I think that goes back to what you were saying before, even earlier in the episode, it goes back to your genuine intent of being to help people. So it's like when you really want to help people, you don't mind doing stuff like that because you're honestly just passing along resources that you would have done anyway because you wanted to help. But I think that's a that's a huge part of it. That's how you get your following to grow because people will repost it, repost you when you're like that. You know, they yeah, want to work with yeah. you like that. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then uh, the other thing, the other thing is that, you know, and I, I try to tell people too, like, if you don't like interacting with people and you don't want to help people, like don't start a page yeah. because, yeah. you know, if you think you're just about to just run up in people's pockets by starting an Instagram page, like, you know, Landlord and Stilettos for me is like, it's so much bigger. I don't even like to say it's an Instagram page because for me, I have an online business and there are like five different streams of my business where I'm able to make money from, us, from it. And it's not from necessarily my followers. So I think that when you have your model built strictly around, you know, making money from your followers, that's where people go wrong. And they start to resent the very community that they built because maybe you're not able to sell a product. Maybe nobody's going to buy your t-shirts this week. Are you going to like hate your followers and hate your community because they didn't buy your stuff? Like, hopefully you're creating some type of model around what you're doing that doesn't always rely on whether or not your community is purchasing something from you and you still give them the content and the information and the fire that you're supposed to give them regardless. I also want to piggyback off of what you said, like even with your page, the honesty. Uh, us, I know we try to, we'll post stuff that's really honest, like sometimes we'll post a wake up call for you, yeah. but we don't care because we feel like sometimes people need that. And honestly, if you don't like it, 
that's on you. But at least you saw it, and it might help. <laughs> yeah, you know, on my page, I not like. I will say, when I first started, I was a little. Um, I was reluctant to give my opinion and perspective. I didn't want to offend people. I know I can be. I can come across strong at times, yeah. and so I definitely like waited a while but now I'm like totally out there like whatever like if I feel it I say and if you disagree great let's talk about it let's debate about it right um but I'll definitely give wake-up calls similar to what you just mentioned and it does it pisses people off it, it makes them angry but that's when you know that like you're saying something that's meaningful when you say it and it like strikes the nerve and hits the cord like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how you're going to differentiate yourself in this saturated marketplace of everybody just reposting all of the same content and being afraid to take a stance and have an opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. And then it still it goes back to earlier having that, that helpful community where people can actually have an open dialogue, too. Whenever you have that type of community, you can really you can come at people's necks and they won't come at you like, oh, man, if you have this. You stupid, ugly, your mama is. You know how people be in the yeah. comments. Yeah. I like, they really right. it like, damn, maybe I need to take a step back and look at what I'm doing. If you, if right. you present it to them, like you're coming to them, like, hey, so what do you think about this instead of this? Or what are you, if you're getting more interactive with them instead of just coming directly at them, hey, you know, you're wrong. So I don't think that was the right way to say it. If you if you come with them on a question, it's a, it's a better interactive feeling with them. It's all about the perspective. Absolutely. And, yes. and in my opinion, it's, sure. it's also balance. It's balance. You know, you got to you gotta come in and you have to sometimes be really, you know, you know, easing it along with people, sugarcoating it, or, you know, trying to get the message across. But then other times, you got to come in and, and, and oh, the yeah, house, yeah, man, you need to figure out what's going on. You know, I'm going to hurt your feelings, but it's going to be what you need, you know? <laughs> Exactly. So I created this character on my page. Um, her name is Lola. And so uh, I don't know if you guys have seen her, but like she's like black power. She's got like a big afro, beautiful, dark brown complexion. She wears these sunglasses. And anyway, Lola yes, is like my alter ego. And Lola like speaks her mind. She says the stuff that I would want to say, but I don't actually say to people. And like she always generates a reaction because you know, she'll say stuff that maybe in your head you want to say, but you just don't have the guts to say, or it's like way too harsh. But like, there's ways that you can deliver information to your audience where they can take it in a dose where it's not like you preaching to them all the time. It's almost like, like comedy, right? Like we listen to Chris Rock and we listen to Dave Chappelle and they'll be hitting on like some super serious topics, mm -hmm. but because it's funny and it's like coming through in a comedic way, we're able to digest it a little bit better. So I would say to people that are trying to like grow a following and do a page, if, if you do have something you're super passionate about, instead of coming across as preachy, try to figure out different creative ways to get that information to your audience so they can digest it a little bit better. That's kind of what I did with Lola on my page. She's going to hit hard. She's going to say what she has to say. But it's not me saying it. It's not Michelle saying it. It's like, you can't get mad at me and curse me out. Lola saying that. I didn't say that. <laughs> and that's and I was just on the page. Lola seems like that auntie that you'll come every now and then and be like, hey, it's your mind right. Oh, this is what's going on. And just keep on going. So, and when it just keep the real with you. <laughs> yeah, she definitely goes hard. People love her. And what's great is like, 
she just started out in my head. And this is the beauty of Instagram and having a page and social media. You can try things and experiment. And don't worry about people thinking it's corny or, oh, this is wet. If you make it hot, it'll be hot. And so for me, it's like I created this persona in my head of this, like, super confident, financially empowered woman who just, like, told it like it was. And I felt like if I said these things, people probably wouldn't respond well to it. So that's why I kind of created that character. And people respond to her. They love Lola. So I have like a little reel on top of my page where if you want to see like all my Lola cartoons, you can click on that and see her getting smart with people 24-7. That's an interesting way of doing it. And I agree with that too, though. You definitely got to be willing to take risk when it comes to business and when it comes to especially like the, the social media and the internet aspect of it because you never know what's going to pop off or what's going to work for you or work for your business like it, for, for people out there who are listening we we talk about black wealth renaissance like the movement of it now because we have a lot of followers and, it, and it's really cool but when we very first started we didn't even know if this would take we didn't even know if people would like it. You know, it, it, this, yeah. this wasn't even a year ago. And we're like, mm, I don't know if they're going to like this. And then it took off, you know, so you just have to be willing to try that. And look, now, look at you now. You got BWR groupies and everything, you know? Oh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Oh, Lord. It's no, it's definitely. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding with y'all. I'm just kidding with y'all. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. <laughs> y'all are crazy. Um, but I will say that this journey for me has only been six months. I can only imagine what a year from now will look like. Um, and really, the biggest accomplishment to date is. I know that I'm impacting people's lives and I know that, you know, struggles that I might be going through um, as a black woman, as a single black woman, as a single mom, I'm not afraid to talk about it. And even if, even as it relates to investing, you know, I'm not afraid to put out, hey, this is how you guys might be feeling and this is how I'm able to overcome it. And I think, you know, women want to see that. And what's also great about my page is that I have a ton of men that follow too. So I initially thought it would just be like, you know, landlord and stiletto is a bunch of women, but guys love the page. So men are welcome. Come on over, you guys. Hey, it's so dope that you can create. You said you've only done it for six months. So do you have like a, a plan set or, 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 or any type of thing set where you, where you know you're going to have to build and get maybe possibly get a team? Yeah, I feel that way now. I really do. It would be great. but But I am... In terms of the content, I just feel like that's something I'll always need to control because of like a certain way I want to put it out there. But yes, I definitely would love to have that. And I'm actually working on a lot of things. I would say the next three months of my life probably going to look very different. Maybe the next time we talk, we'll get into that. But I'm definitely making some changes and I'm excited about what's to come. We definitely, we're going to wish you luck because I ain't going to lie, we tried to hire some employees before. Yeah. It's an interesting process. We're gonna leave it at that. It's, a, it's an interesting process. Yeah. You come across okay. you come across a lot of different personalities and uh just a lot of different things. Yeah. A lot of different lives, <laughs> a lot of different facts. Yeah. Y'all two got this back and forth going on with each other where you get these looks and these. I'm trying to figure out what that is, but okay. We'll, we'll tell you more about <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
But, but, uh, okay, no problem. I do want to make another pivot. I'm going to switch gears, no LeVar Ball type comments, though. Okay. All right. So we're going to start back with the real estate because I'm, I'm interested with that still. What would be your advice to any woman looking to get into real estate? <clears throat> say that again because you just you went out real quick. What did you say? What would be my advice to what? Any woman looking to get started in real estate. Any woman? I mean, my advice to any woman would be don't even think about your gender, right? Like, don't even think about the fact that you're a woman that you want to get into real estate. You're just an individual and a person. And the same resources that men have available to them, a woman has available to her. You have, you know, good credit or you're working on your credit. You have access to capital. Um, you have access to the same knowledge uh, that a man would have the same contractor that he would use, you can go use. Like, I really think the barriers for women getting into this industry are, like, they're not there like they used to be. And I see women all the time on Instagram and in real life that are killing it. And it's very inspiring. But for me, back when I was doing it, I didn't have those examples. Um, and so I just did it based on the strength of my dad telling me you can do whatever you want to do. So I would say for any woman that wants to invest in real estate, just go for it and don't even think about the fact that you're a woman. Just do what you want to do based on the fact that you can do whatever you want to do. You spoke yeah. earlier on uh, uh, going into a house, uh, living in it for a couple of years, and then moving out. Can you explain like mm -hmm. that process and how to do that for, for some of our followers? Yeah, so you go purchase a home and if you get like an FHA loan, you don't have to put down like the full 20%. And so you put down, you know, less than 5% if that's what you choose to do. Not everybody would choose to go that path. So for me, that worked for me. And then I would stay in the property and I would fix it up and I would do whatever modifications that needed to be done. And then I would move out. And after about usually like two and a half years, I would be on to the next one. And so that really works if you're able to, I mean, obviously you always want to try to buy like under market value, um, but you want to make sure that you can get enough rent that, you know, is going to make you a profit and cover all of your expenses. Um, that's a strategy that I use without any like reading it in a book or it was just like this is what works for me and right now like at the time I didn't have anything that was holding me back so it was very easy for me to do obviously if you have a husband or a wife and kids you might not want to move them around so much but if you're a single person out here and you want to do that man get a duplex move into a unit live in there for a little while bam go out and get the next one you know like you have the freedom to be able to make those types of moves that other people aren't able to make. Derek, did you have a question? Because I saw your hand was up. Oh no, I was earlier. I was gonna mention. I, I just I thought that was a really cool, you know, strategy as far as how how people can get into it and how people can get started. That was all. <laughs> okay. Um. So now that you do have a daughter, and I know your life kind of switched gears on you. What type of strategies or steps are you taking now? Yeah, so right now, my strategies, like the last property I did was like a full rehab. So I went to a sheriff's sale and I purchased the property and like fully rehabbed it. 
Um, and I clearly, you know, I'm not going to be moving around as much as I normally would. So I'll probably just buy and hold that way. I have to put more money down, but that's fine. Um, and then I'm also looking at other income streams, not just real estate. So like real estate, my own business, having an online business, like a couple other things above and beyond just the real estate, but that will always be at the core, like of what I do, which is real estate investing. But I won't be moving around as much anymore because it's just impossible to do right now. I, I just uh, bought a house, um, the house that I live in now a year ago, I had it built from the ground up. And it's kind of like, for me, my dream house of where I would want to be. So I think I'm just gonna stay here for a little while. And at least until she's like gets ready for college or whatever path that she chooses to take, I'll probably stay here until then. Although my father says I move around too much, I'll probably end up buying something else again. But I don't know. I think I'm gonna stay here for a little while. I like it. So I do I do actually have a question along kinda of along those lines too. Uh, along with having a, a child and how it's changed things, has um having real estate and having other streams of income has that allowed you to spend more time like with your uh with with your child as far as like developmental years and time and stuff like that um well as similar to you i do i have a career right now so i do all of this myself so a career the real estate the online business i always make time for her and she's my priority before all of this stuff i think right now the trajectory that i'm setting my life on but the path that I'm on, I will get there. But like right now is it's a bit hectic. It's kind of hectic. But she's always my number one priority. And where I can incorporate her throughout my journey, I definitely try to. But mommy time comes first. So even above anything else, you know, when you have the kid, everything changes. Just everything changes in a good way. Another question I would like to ask, would you have uh, kind of the same thing, but from a different Angle, what would you suggest for anybody trying to get started building a, a Instagram community or a social media community? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say networking like how we did is mm -hmm. very important. I think people completely negate the power of even just not even just sending someone a DM and just giving them props, you may not want anything from them. You just may want to say, I love your page and I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. How many times have that happened to you guys and maybe you went and looked at that person's page and then reposted their content just to show them some love? Like wonderful things can happen just from networking with people. I would say networking with people, um, being original, having like original content is mm -hmm. great. So many accounts just repost the same stuff over and over and over again. I remember I've downloaded this guy's book on how to grow an Instagram community. And I did everything opposite of what he told me to do. He's like, all of your you know, posts should look the same. All of your fonts should be the same. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm doing what I wanna do. So I would say, just experiment. Do what you wanna do. Do what works for you. Don't look at other people's accounts and try to copy them. Like they are successful because that's what they wanted to do. Make your own lane. So that's like the best advice that I can give. I did a webinar on this. It's actually um, available on my site. It's how to create your online business using Instagram. And I talk about the ways that you can create a community, build your niche, all that good stuff. So just keep at it and don't ever give up. 
I love it. I'm glad you touched on niches too, because that's like something that people really don't think of. I'm a, I'm a, my, my day job, I'm a science teacher. So that's something we talk about, uh, just niches in nature. So it's like yeah. people don't think about it a lot of the times, but we as humans are still animals. And I like to relate everything back because even in like the internet space and all that, everything is a niche. Everybody has their own niche. Like what you're doing with Landlord and Stilettos and what we're doing with Black Wolf Renaissance, yes, there's some overlap, but what the things that make us different, that's the reason we're not in competition. That's the reason we can collaborate and things work so well in this internet space because if you find a way to niche down and really find an audience that is truly your audience, it's, it's no such thing as a competition. You can work together with anybody. Like you have to stay in your lane, like you said. Stay in your lane, do you, and the rest will follow. I just love what you said, especially the part about competition. That is so important. I see so many pages like, you know, stealing people's content, taking people's stuff, ripping off their logo, putting their own. It's like if you just reposted the person and gave them credit, you make an internet friend. And that's what you need in this game. When you're trying to build a page and build a name for yourself, you want to be able to collaborate. Like the post that we did together, it's like, let's collaborate with each other. And y'all posted something one day that I actually loved it. It was hilarious. You put up a post and it says something along the lines of like, don't DM me and say, let's collaborate and then don't have any ideas. Who, who came up with that? Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Which one of us posted that? I think we saw it on Twitter or something. Yeah, we always wait, talk wait, about it. Don't DM us with the, uh, with the interest album? No, it was like, don't. It was interest album. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was me. me. That was yeah. me that came. I like to throw shade at people every night. I be throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, no, you clearly were throwing shade, but I loved it because it's like people reach out to you all the time. Let's collaborate. Let's do this. Let's do that. And you're like, okay, what's up? And then they like, you tell me. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. Like, you know, so working on yeah, stuff, I, focusing on stuff, like bring something to the table. Don't just come to the right. table and come take something out of the pot if you ain't put in. Like my favorite story. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, the, the little hen. You remember the story with the hen? Yeah. She was baking the pie. She was going around asking everybody for help, trying to get ingredients and stuff. Nobody had nothing to offer. Then they all want a piece of the pie. That's exactly the same thing. <laughs> want a piece of the that pie. That's such a good food. analogy. Yes, that is such a great analogy. And so, yeah, I mean, com- there's no you can't look at people like your competition. Everybody is a friend, and every like we can all we can all eat. And I think that's like. That's just something people need to understand. And that goes in the real estate game. That goes in the Instagram community. There's enough for all of us. Like this world is full of so much abundance. You know, whether you believe in God or Allah or the universe, like it's so much abundance. We don't have to like fight each other and kill each other for scratch. You can create, you know, the path that you want to take. So I'm very appreciative that you guys um, had me here today to talk. I know we talked about a lot, but. Um, it's like a, a very fascinating conversation. You are a renaissance woman. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pivot to our last section of the podcast. 
It's called What's on Your Timeline. What it do? So what's on your timeline? We basically just ask something that you saw on your social media feed, something that you either posted that you want to speak about, elaborate, or something that you saw on your timeline that you want to talk about. Or yeah, just like you know you thought it was impactful, you wanted to speak on. She's like, y'all put oh, me on God. the Oh, y'all put me on the First of all, I've been freaking out about this interview all day. So I haven't even been online because I get nervous about doing stuff like this. No promise. Yeah. Um, what was the last thing? The last thing that I posted about? What did I last post about? I would have to look at my account. I don't even remember. Do y'all have it in front of you by any chance? We could. We could get it up real quick. Bam. I'm actually on it right now. The woman you're becoming will cost people relationships, spaces, and material things. Choose her over everything. That's your last one. Oh, ooh. That's a good one. That was a repost, and the author was unknown. And that a lot of times I'm posting about stuff that I'm going through or stuff that I'm feeling. And, you know, when you are, you invest in real estate, or you start an online business, or you doing something that just goes completely against the grain of what society tells you is normal or what your parents might think is normal or none of your friends are doing it. You're like the oddball out. That's what I'm going through right now. So it's like everything in my life, I can't, it's like not a lot of people in my life have Instagram pages where it's like landlord and stilettos. They're not trying to create an online business. Um, fortunately, because I'm doing it, I think I'm inspiring people to do it. It's a very lonely journey. And so I posted that because at the time, you know, it's going to be a lot of distractions that's going to come your way to try to get you to not do these things. And I'm choosing myself over all of that. That's just where I'm at in my space right now. And it's costing me a lot. You know, it'll, it's costing me my social life. You know, I'm not hanging out on the weekends. I'm working. You know, I work Monday through Friday and then I come home and Saturday and Sunday are work days. Like I literally tomorrow is a Sunday. I have coaching calls lined up every hour on the hour. It's a blessing. It's what I asked for. But is there is no going out Sunday brunch, having fun, just living life. I'm trying to build right now. So I'm choosing this this woman that I'm growing into over everything else. And so that's kind of where I was at mentally when I when I posted that. I love it. Uh, especially like you're saying like the stuff that you have to give up because we go through the same thing. Like my brothers, yeah, my brothers, they're always like, man, you're always doing a podcast. You don't never want to do nothing with it. I'm like, oh, you don't understand, like, <laughs> what we're working on and, like, yeah. what we're yeah. actually doing. Like, last weekend, we left from Lafayette, Louisiana shit. at 3 o'clock in the morning. We went to Ruston, Louisiana to pick up Jared. Who drove 12 hours from Nebraska to get there. Wow. And then we drove to Shreveport, Louisiana, set up our business bank account. Then after that, Push your Dallas to go do to a Dallas podcast. To go do a podcast. And Kelly met us wow. in Shreveport from West Texas. Yeah, I went from West Texas to Shreveport. Well, got to Tyler, had a flat tire, had to change that, made it to Shreveport, come to Shreveport, go all the way back to Dallas, go all the way back to the West Texas. But that's the Woo! shit people don't see. Wow. The grind, the hustle. And that's the that's the mindset of where you are. Like it's it's but it's fun for you. I'm sure it is. Like, it doesn't yeah, feel like yeah, work. Like, like it, does this it feel doesn't. like work? No, I'll do it again. Like, honestly, we, we, we were supposed to go to Houston. This weekend. We were supposed to go to Houston today, but we did. Yeah, it, it, you'll get to a place where, and I try to explain that to people, like, 
I really actually don't want to be out. Like, I want to be doing this, you know? Like, it's fun for me. I enjoy it. I love it. It's my passion. So when you when you feel that way, it's like you put the hours in and you look up and you're like, oh, wow, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I should probably go to sleep. Now, when my daughter's here, you know, she gets all of my time and attention. And that's the only that's the only time where on in my community where if I don't respond to a comment or I don't get to a DM, it's because, you know, she comes first. But other than that, soon as she sleeps, one, two o'clock in the morning, I'm up answering, you know, DMs and doing the engagement stuff. You have to do it. But um, that's where I came from on that last post. It was more just choose that woman. You want to invest in real estate, it's going to require some sacrifices and you're going to have to become a new person mentally. Look at money very differently. Choose that woman over everything else. That's basically where I'm at right now. I'm choosing me. I love it. Okay, so can you, uh, you can you plug the people in? Let them know where they can find you at and what services and uh, where can they find yeah. out that what, more about your book too? Yeah, I don't want to everything touch on that, that you offer. Yeah, like yeah. just let them know what you got going on, where they can find it at, and just how they can keep up with you. Thank you. I could plug myself. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Landlord and Stilettos, um, at Landlord and Stilettos. I have a website. You can go to landlordandstilettos.com. I'm on Facebook, although I'm not as engaged as I am on Facebook as I am on Instagram. I'm trying to get there. Probably be better to do Instagram other than Facebook. Y'all the same way? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even get on our Facebook, honestly. I know. So um, right now, the services that I offer, so um, I do offer coaching. It's a couple different sessions that you can book me for. So if you're interested in passive income or getting to your first rental property or building an online business, I can do all types of coaching. Um, and then sometimes people have completely different ideas of how they might want to use me. And so I do like customized coaching packages. Uh, I have a book that I wrote. Um, and I'm actually about to revise it, uh, but while it's available, what'd you say? So what's the name of the book? I, I... So the name of, yeah, the name of the book is, uh, 22 Life Principles for the Ultimate Woman. Like and it's basically like a inspirational, motivational book. I talk a lot about my journey of investing in real estate and mindset. Everything that I always talk about is always going to be like mindset, but I have like 22 different principles that I walk you know, people through um, in terms of following your journey to kind of follow your dreams. Um, I do have a t-shirt line. I call them um, financial statement tees. So they're a little provocative. I say things that, you know, (laughs) I say things that might be in your head that you wouldn't necessarily put on a t-shirt. But I do have that piece. And then, um, yeah, those are those are the services that I, that I offer right now. I do speaking engagements as well. So um, a couple nights ago, I was hired by a real estate firm to come in to talk about how to leverage social media with all of their realtors. They just hired 15 brand new realtors, and none of them have social media accounts. And so this particular broker of the firm was like, "Listen, we need to like get into this online game, and you guys need to start, you know, promoting yourself." So I went and spoke about that. So I'll do different speaking engagements. That is what's up. That's That's it. Right there, yeah. So look, y'all go to her Instagram page, yeah. go to her website. Yeah. Y'all go uh if you need some <laughs> coaching calls, y'all go call her on that. And y'all know we plugging it in. <laughs> y'all already yeah, know. know so, how we coming. Yeah. Thank you. Oh look, he's showing her one of her shirts. I ain't wanna tell oh, him. I think it. 
Oh my bad. Let me see. Hold on. Can y'all see? Oh, 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 there we go. Stop wasting y'all money on Dr. Miami, goddamn. We're gonna get some houses. Exactly. Put it in there. Children can't take them implants with you. Let's get it. You can't take them implants with you. Y'all funny. Thank you so much for having me today, guys. I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing opportunity. I thank both all of you guys so much. And I love what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Like, this is so amazing for the culture. Like, what y'all doing is amazing. Oh, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you reaching out, like, for the very first time. So, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we can get to some house cleaning before we end the uh, episode. Just get, get that, get that, uh, get it right real quick. All right, so as always, everybody, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Instagram is at Black Renaissance. Twitter at BWR underscore Movement. Yep. Trying to get more content out there to y'all. Always uh, the website. Always check our website. website. Yeah, BlackWolfRenaissance.com. We dropping a blog every week on y'all, so uh-huh. y'all got some fire new content, something to bust your head, get you thinking. Yeah. Got uh, the resources, tools, calculators, mortgage calculators, debt to income calculators, yep. all those good things. We got courses from everybody from mobile home investing to how to use OPM oh. to invest to so starting you your own business. Up. Yeah, we, we got it. There's a lot, a lot of different courses, resources. That's what we try to aim to provide on the Black Wolf Renaissance. Uh, well, we also got the podcast directory too. If y'all want to listen to podcasts that are more like ours, yeah, you can go to our website and click the podcast tab. You can find some stuff like that. Other dope black podcasts yeah. out uh, there. Realtor directory. We got the realtors that you can go if you're trying to purchase uh, some real estate, or if you're just trying to learn a little bit more about the real estate in your area. You can go to the realtor directory. We got CPA the directory on the way. Yeah. So um, we just got a lot of stuff coming for you guys on the website, uh, content, also Patreon. Y'all follow the Patreon. What is it again, Kelly? Plug, plug it in. Patreon.com slash T-H-E-B-W-R. Patreon.com slash Just $1 a month. That's all $1 a month. It helps us go out to, break to, your to other people's cities, uh, do a lot of different things, and we're giving extra content, extended dialogue with the BWR crew. Just there's just a lot of different packages offered. I mean, it starts at a dollar. We offer several other packages, but if you like to support and would like to see us get into more people's cities and try to help not only just the platform grow, but the community help the community grow yeah. because we really want to make these real connections in everybody's community, not just on social media. Uh, last thing, last thing, I can't let it, I can't let it slip. By the time this comes out, we needed to have talked about this already. In oh, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. In May of 2020, yeah. we are going to partner with a lot of other people and we are doing something major for the culture. We are hosting the Black Investors Summit, Summit in DC, in Washington, DC, in the April, beginning of May. Yeah. More details coming soon. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's about to be me. Just look look out for the pre sale tickets. This is something y'all don't want to miss. This, this, this going to be crazy. This, mean, this shit lit. That's all man, I was. This saying. gonna be amazing. Like, just wait on it. We, we, we y'all know we for the culture. God damn it. On that note, this Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. Peace.
my brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.